If you find yourself overwhelmed by the news these days, then this is the podcast for you. For the past few weeks, we've been inundated with scary numbers and stories about how the world is falling apart, but I'll remind you that I'm still here, and you're still here, and thousands of other listeners are out there as well, and while our industry has been upended, there are hundreds of restaurants out there with stories to tell, stories to inspire you, so that's what this week's episode is all about. I'm sharing a few of my favorites. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this, you'll only find three kinds of people in the world, those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. That means doing more covers and driving more revenue. We choose a topic, we pick it apart, we come up with some key insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you could do right away to start implementing some of the ideas that we talk about right here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, if you like the show, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and make sure you're sharing these episodes with the people you work with. Changing the culture in your restaurant begins when you start letting people in, when you show them what you're thinking about. Now, the world's being turned upside down and it's easy to miss all the good that's going on around us. And so this week, I'm bringing you six stories of hope from all around the world. May they inspire you as you seek to serve your own communities. As we go through these, please note that I'm including a ton of links in the show notes to websites and articles, features, slideshows, and more. If you want to learn more about what any of these places are doing, then please, those links are probably a great place to start. Number one, first up is Canlis out in Seattle, Washington. So the homepage of their restaurant now reads like this. Times are changing and so are we for now. We're shutting down our dining room and bringing the food out to you because fine dining is not what Seattle needs right now. Instead, this is one idea for safely creating jobs for our employees while serving as much of our city as we can. And so they've turned themselves into a drive through of sorts. Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 11, uh, they've got this bagel shed menu, which includes bagels, spreads, breakfast sandwiches, and coffee. During the lunch and midday hours, they've got a drive through menu with burgers, veggie melts, salads, and ice cream sandwiches. And then at night, they're serving what they call family meal. So from 6 to 8 p.m., they're delivering home-cooked meals and a bottle of wine right to customers' doorsteps. Let me be clear. They have upended their operation and transformed themselves into something completely new. For years, they've uh, gotten accolades for being one of the best restaurants in Seattle, an expensive, high-end fine dining establishment serving a set menu that usually comes to about $200 per person. So for them to ditch that concept and do something so different is brazen and pretty amazing. For those who are unfamiliar with Canlis, I'm going to include the links to their old website, the one that advertises their fine dining menu, as well as the new one that features just the casual drive through menu. That should give you a good sense of the kind of change they've gone through. But I imagine they saw this as a way of serving the community and keeping much of their staff employed, perhaps at a lower rate than they were used to making, but at least those employees have some income coming in. 
I'm linking also to an article that was published on Eater just last week that gives some more insight into what they're doing. Kudos to them for having the foresight, chutzpah, and organizational skills to become something new overnight. I know other places are doing that too, but there's something really special about the way that the owners, Brian and Mark, are going about this. Number two, Danny Meyer and the gift cards at Union Square Hospitality. So early on in all this, last week when restaurants first started closing, some outspoken personalities stepped up to the microphones and suggested that one key way to support restaurants was to purchase gift cards, right? If you know you're going to dine there sometime when all of this blows over, why not give them the money now when it really matters? And it was the right gesture, but only solved part of the problem plaguing the industry right now. So yes, restaurant owners, all of you listening, need assistance. You have rent and utilities plus vendors to pay and taxes that are due, not to mention last week's payroll. So yes, an infusion of cash that would come from hundreds of people logging on and buying gift cards certainly helps ease the cash flow problem right now. But the second part of the equation is equally as distressing and not quite as easy to solve because when the restaurants closed last weekend, all of those hourly employees were laid off. Cooks, porters, dishwashers, waiters, bartenders, managers, all of them suddenly left without a paycheck and no idea where the next one would come from. Some people decided to start GoFundMe pages or petitions or whatever, but Danny Meyer, you know I talk about him often here on the show, Danny Meyer decided to latch onto the gift card idea and went one step further. The company came out and said, yes, the gift cards will help us tremendously with cash flow, but more than that, we want to find a way to help our loyal employees. And so from March 17th to March 24th, Danny's company is donating 100% of the proceeds from gift card sales to an employee relief fund that he started to assist his staff during the shutdown. So talk about putting your money where your mouth is. What an awesome gesture. Number three, the other thing I want to talk about is Massimo Batura. For those of you who don't know, he is the award-winning chef of Osteria Francescana in Modena, Italy. For a long time, it was the number one restaurant in the world. So to say he cooks at a very high level would be an understatement. He was featured on the Netflix series Chef's Table and is the proud recipient of three Michelin stars year after year after year. He is a very big deal. And about a week ago, he started offering free virtual classes on social media called Kitchen Quarantine. So these are everything from Q&A sessions to tutorials, one in particular where he shared the proper technique for making a bechamel sauce. Um, I was talking about this sort of thing last week uh, on the episode, uh, and here Massimo is proving why it's so effective. Each video has gotten close to 100,000 views, and it's not only informative, but it's endearing as well. The chef is charming and his passion for life and cooking is infectious. He's filming all of these in his home with his family, often right there beside him. Um, it's casual, unscripted, off the cuff, and so, so, so entertaining. The man is as warm as he is brilliant and it's just the kind of thing uh, that I think we need right now during all of this. Number four, the fourth story I want to talk about, uh, there's a couple uh, who leaves a $9,400 tip at Irma's Southwest in Houston. So, of course, uh, Irma's is famous. Uh, the, the sister restaurant then uh, that uh, Irma's son opened is called Irma's Southwest, and it's also located in Houston. Every so often you hear stories like this, and, and they really never get old. So this past Monday night, a couple came in for an early dinner. Uh, their bill came to $90.12. And then they left $1,900 in cash and put another $7,500 on a credit card. Beneath the signature was a note for the owner. And it said, hold tip to pay your staff over the next few weeks. 
When you split that among the 30 staff members who work there, it turns into a little more than $300 per person. And in a time like this, every dollar helps. So while we wait to see what sort of bailout might be available for the hospitality industry, I'd like to think that more people from our communities will rise to the occasion. Uh, I hope more people will do this sort of thing because uh, we certainly need it. Uh, Number five, this is in my own backyard. Leah is a restaurant in Brooklyn. Uh, It's one of our favorite places uh, in Brooklyn. It's a little wood-fired pizza place. Uh, It's in Ditmas Park, and it's terrific. They got good drinks, good food. It's a laid-back atmosphere, but it's not really the kind of pizza that you get for delivery. It's gourmet with all kinds of interesting toppings and combinations. Uh, It's not like you call them up and order a large pepperoni pizza to go. It's not that kind of place. But like many places around here, when they were forced to shut down, they started heavily promoting their delivery. They do all of their stuff now through caviar. I'm sure many of you out there know caviar and perhaps use it. Uh, And it looks like they're doing pretty well. But what struck me is that they started setting up a little market. So a mix of raw and prepared foods. So you've got their homemade mozzarella and pizza sauce, uh, their breads and dressings. They sell meatballs and zeppoli and much, much more. And it's like this little Italian market right out on Cortellu, just in the heart of Ditmas Park. And it's open each day from like 12 to 6. It's awesome. So at a time when most people are staying home, uh, afraid to go out, eager to keep their distance, this gave people an excuse to venture out and, and an opportunity to build a little community where they could. So still the interactions are quick. It's not like people are hanging out, but it's just a little way they can make life a little bit better for the people they're serving. Finally, uh, number six, Delicious Hospitality Group. Also, uh, it's a New York City-based company. They have a handful of restaurants, including Legacy Records and Charlie Bird. Uh, They also have a wine store called Parcel that's connected to Legacy Records over near Hudson Yards. And that place, Parcel, is really the linchpin for the story I'm about to tell. So just last week, in the wake of this disaster, they unveiled a meal kit delivery service. Just 50 of them are available a day, stuffed with fresh veggies, dried goods, kid-friendly snacks, and more. The contents of the boxes change each and every day, and the impetus was threefold. First, to keep driving some revenue during the shutdown. Second, to keep as many people employed as possible. And third, to help support some of the local farmers and purveyors they work with. So together with Baldor, they're making this thing happen, and it's because of their wine delivery service that it's even possible. See, Parcel is a wine store, but they also offer free delivery when you order their wine online. So the infrastructure was already in place. They've got a branded van that cruises all around the city dropping off bottles, and so it was no big deal to pack another 50 boxes in the back. And best of all, they're offering a six-pack of mixed bottles for $150. So in essence, they're also using this, the, the meal kit delivery service, as a marketing tool for their wine store and the wine delivery service. So they're taking a horrible situation and using it to reach more people and introduce them to what it is they really do. So we're just a couple of weeks into this whole shutdown, uh, and I think the path forward is going to be much longer than anyone first anticipated. Let these stories inspire you. First, to keep the faith, and second, perhaps to take action. Where there's a will, there's a way, and I believe we're smart enough and resilient enough to get through this. So last week, we talked all about what you can do now to make sure you come out of this for the better, right? How are you spending this time, and and what are you doing to set yourself up for future success? And this week, I wanted to give you just a bit of inspiration. If you want to add in your own stories, let me know. Shoot me an email. I want to hear them. Chip at chipclose.com. That's C H I P 
K-L-O-S-E. Tell me what's going on at your restaurant or in your community. This is going to be a long haul till we get out of this, and I'd love to do another episode like this uh, to share stories, to inspire. In fact, let's make that the assignment for this week. Shoot me a story that's worth sharing here on the podcast. As always, I appreciate your time. All of the links are in the show notes. Please check them out. Go support local businesses. Uh, Let me know what you're doing uh, to to help your community and what your community is doing to help you. Of course, go spend time with your family and stay safe. Keep sharing these episodes, and I promise I will see you here next week.